This your man Keith from the Perfect Talk Podcast. To get caught up on everything DJ Playboy, go to perfecttalkpodcast.com. Again, that's perfecttalkpodcast.com, the home of the Perfect Talk Podcast. DJ Playboy. What's good, Josh? Your man DJ Playboy back with another episode of the Perfect Talk Podcast. And you know I'm here solo dolo rocking out. I'm doing the damn thing because I got to bring y'all all the top news, all the stories that happened in the past week and just keep y'all up to date with everything. How y'all doing, man? I'm here. I'm kicking. I'm chilling. Life's been good. Another week. You know, just passed by. Spring's in the air now. You know, starting to get warm outside. So, you know, I'm happy. I'm not a winterhead. That cold be killing your boy. I ain't going to hold you. <laughs> it's, it's, it's wild. But, uh, yeah, ready for spring. Ready for new things. Ready for new adventures. Ready for new clothes, new sneakers. You know what I'm saying? The looks, the shorts. I hate I hate pants. I live in New York, but uh, I ain't going front, man. I, I, I'm a shorts head, man. I wish I could do it year-round. The white boys be doing it year-round. I be seeing them. <laughs> I can't do it. I get cold out. I got to bundle up. It be hurting my bones. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm shivering. Like, I was telling my girl the other day, like, it might have to be California or, or, or Florida, you know what I'm saying, sometime in the near future, because this, this, this six months of winter is hurting your boy. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, what's good with y'all, man? Life's been crazy. We're going to start off off top and just, like, just talk about life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I I, I let a brother uh, cross the street the other day. I drive a lot. And I let a brother cross the street. And uh, one of them things that's my pet peeves is like, yo. A man across the street, he didn't give no acknowledgement, no head bop, no like, you know what I'm saying, good looks, <laughs> you know what I mean, thank you for, for letting me cross, and I, I I don't get mad at a lot of things, but that kind of got me mad, that rubbed me the wrong way, and it just made me think, though, like I had to like fall back for a second and really be like, that brother's probably going through some pain, that brother probably just lives with some pain inside of him, you know what I mean, and I'm blessed that I'm able to just wake up every day, have good energy, have a goal in mind, have something that I want to put my energy towards, and not everybody got that. On top of that, you got real life happening every day to people, you know what I'm saying, left and right. So I, I definitely had to like check myself in the moment and be like, before I started getting mad, really just give somebody grace for what they going through and just and just chill. And uh, I think we got to also, the same grace that we would want, we got to extend that to others. And, and, and a lot of the stories we're going to talk about this week, especially this first one, is really going to talk about that. So like, Put a spotlight story this week that I want to touch on. It, it wasn't the most uh, profound news and it wasn't the biggest thing, but it was uh, Angel Reese was everywhere this week. And if you're not familiar, that's the young lady from LSU. LSU just recently won the NCAA Women's Championship. Shout out to them. And uh, Angel Reese's name was in the headlines heavy just because, like, she had done a, a, a taunting <laughs> a situation when she had played against Caitlin uh, Clark, I believe her name was. Um, it was an interesting situation because she had did like the you can't see me taunt, you know what I mean? Um and and Caitlin Clark had done it earlier, right? But it wasn't caught with as much flack. You know what I mean? It was looked at like I don't know, like it was just regular, you know, showboating, but it wasn't out of out of line. But for some reason, when uh Reese did it, you know what I mean, it was like, yo, Angel, that's classless. I think the dude from Barstool called her a classless piece of shit. You know what I mean? Uh, Keith Overman came out and made some uh, some comments. And it's just like, it, you've seen the double standard right away. You were like, wow, when the young lady that's white did it, you know what I mean? It was like, yeah, that's that's she's being gritty. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's out there showing that she could ball and, and, and not being afraid of it. And then when the black young lady does it, it's like, yo, that's not how you win a game. That's classless. And there's two arguments to it. They could say when Caitlin Clark did her taunt, it was more not directed to anybody and then angel reese doing it 
you know, I kind of directed it to her, kind of even like made a sound, I think, to get her attention. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yo, you're going to see this taunt, you know what I'm saying? And then she walked by her, you know what I'm saying? She made sure she passed right, right, right past her. She made sure she seen the ring point and, and turned her body as she was walking past her. You know what I mean? So it's like, now nah, you're going to get these taunts and, and, and it's taunting nonetheless. You know what I'm saying? You can't be like, oh, well, she ain't taunt to someone specifically, so it's, it's allowed. And this one was more of a director one. Nah, it's, we see the double standard. You know that it's like, it, it, black people are judged differently when they when they do things in, in every facet of life. That goes from the basketball court to the the workplace, you know what I'm saying, the warehouses, the, <laughs> and even, you know what I'm saying, out people who work out in fields and whatnot, it's, it's just different standards, you're allowed to make different kind of jokes, you know what I'm saying, when you're uh, uh, not a, a, a person of color, you know what I'm saying, and um, you're allowed to just handle yourself in a different way, and I guess in, allowed me might be the, better, the right word, because Angel Reese is allowed to do whatever she wanted to, but now she's being critiqued, and they ain't being ran through the mud, and you got grown white men, you know what I'm saying, judging what a 20-year-old black woman or 21-year-old black woman is doing, and it's just like, I don't know, it's corny, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and then on top of that, Joe Biden, <laughs> you know, who apparently is a big women's basketball fan, um, decided she wanted to hop in, you know, she was at the game, um, LSU declined to talk to her before the game, they didn't really want her coming through, you know what I mean, to kick it, um, Angel Reese said that's in a recent interview. But then after the game, you know what I mean? Joe Biden saying she thought that maybe we should invite both teams, LSU and Iowa. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because, quote, it was such a good game. Now, if you're not familiar, teams who win championships of pro professional and even college sports get to visit the White House, kick it with the president. You know what I mean? It's just something that's become traditional. Um, there were a lot of, you know, during the Trump era, a couple teams weren't in, interested in doing that, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, the Bidens are bringing it back. But I think Angel Reese took a little offense to this at first because she was like, if Iowa had won, I don't believe you'd be trying to have LSU there. You know what I mean? And it's like, obviously, Iowa's a, a, a predominantly white team. You know what I mean? Caitlin Clark is this year's great white hope in the NCAA, you know, uh, championship. So, you know what I mean? A lot of people are back. And she's a talented girl. We're not going to take anything away from her. Um... But Joe Biden saying that is just disrespectful because it's like, that's not what sports is. You know what I mean? That's not how sports rolls. The winner goes. Like, I'm not participation trophy <laughs> advocate at all. You know what I mean? And I think, you know what I mean? That we're not doing the country uh, uh, a service to be giving people like, yeah, well, you played a great game. Why not get the same thing the champs get? Nah, that's that's corny on top of that. But it also feels like there's a racial element to it. The, the team you were rooting for didn't win. And now you're trying to like bend the rules. Now, in 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 the defense of the White House, um, the press secretary clarified that uh, the excuse me, the first lady's press secretary clarified that she meant no disrespect to LSU, and that invitation is only going to be extended to the winners as as it should be as customary. Um, at first, Angel Reese said she's not really with it. I'm I'm good. We'll go visit the Obamas. I believe was what she said. Um, she she she's turned on that. You know what I mean? And and, and which I think is is, is smart. Um, being the leader for her team, being uh, someone whose eyes, all eyes on you right now. I've I seen something like she went from like 100,000 uh, followers to, to a million, you know what I mean? And so now your your voice, your opinions, the way you handle situations, not only being very scrutinized by traditional media, um, it's being scrutinized by young ladies who are fans and now look up to you as role models as well. You know what I mean? The You jump from the thousands to the million, that's you, <laughs> your words got weight. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like you, you see her doing the gritty with Ja Morant on social media. You know what I mean? She's blowing up. She's on everything. So 
for her to say um, she's a team player, she's going to do what's best for the team, confirming that she will join LSU during the White House visit, I think very mature, very a great way to end the week out, because I was going to talk about her before that part even came up. So a great way to end the week up where you can see how media could be funny style, how they could turn against you, how they could try to use you as a as, as a avatar for whatever they want you to be. You know what I mean? And, and you won <laughs> on top of that. So it's like, why are you even having to go through this? But then to like turn, like I say, to say like, yo, I'm going to be a leader and I'm going to rock with my team and really show how it should be done. The rest of my team's going. I'm not trying to do no boycott. I'm not trying to make this all about me. Let's go do it how it's supposed to be done. I respect that. And uh, shout out to Angel Reese. You know, we salute you, young black lady. Um, it's pretty dope. You know what I'm saying? I got someone for my daughter to look up to. Um, so I celebrate that. You know what I mean? And, and, and shout out to you. Um, keep doing your thing. Hopefully we see you in the WNBA. You know what I mean? And, and hopefully, you know what I'm saying, what you guys are doing, uh, you and Clay, Caitlin Clark, you know how they try, to, they try to do the bird versus magic. You know what I mean? <laughs> the white versus black, the type of thing. But take that to the WNBA and monetize that. You know what I'm saying? Like, do what you got to do. Y'all got to y'all make make a little rivalry there. You know what I'm saying? To bring some attention to the sport. Because um, I think it'd be a, a dope thing for women's basketball. All right, so let's get up to it, man. Uh, first thing in the news, man, Clarence Thomas. You're not familiar with Clarence Thomas. He's a Supreme Court judge. Justice, I believe, is the proper term. Don't quote me on that. Um, he actually, he's actually the most conservative justice on the U.S. Supreme Court, and he's facing uh, calls for impeachment um, after it was uh, revealed that for two decades he accepted luxury gifts from a uh, Republican mega donor, a billionaire, <laughs> uh and these undisclosed these uh what's the word undisclosed gifts were in the uh form of vacations uh uh access to mega yachts you know what i mean like I mean, i'm talking about like yearly luxury vacations um stuff that he would not be able to afford on his supreme court salary <laughs> if it uh we would be honest here you know what i mean i'm just pull up some of the numbers here but uh why this is troublesome is because how do we know that this doesn't influence uh, his views? And this man's a Supreme Court judge, justice, you know what I mean? This man was um, at the forefront of the abortion rights being repealed, uh, Roe v. Wade. Um, and it's like, bro, when you, when it, it turns to a gray area, it's too murky when you're taking money from people, you're not disclosing it on top of that <laughs> and and now we don't know what's influencing your decision making and what's payback for gifts <laughs> you know what i mean um give you an example um clarence thomas in 2019 his wife flew on crow's uh crow being the uh republican donor that was uh giving him the money well, let me get his full name for y'all so i ain't out here misquoting nothing uh Got it here somewhere. <laughs> Harlan Crow, uh, is his name. He's a property billionaire. Um, and basically, uh, in 2019, Thomas and his wife flew on Harlan Crow's uh, jet to Indonesia for nine days. Um, island hopping on Crow's yacht while they were out there. Uh, that trip would have cost about a half a million dollars. Um, Clarence Thomas makes just a little bit over a quarter of a million dollars, two hundred eighty-five thousand uh, dollars. Um. So that would have been about two years of salary, <laughs> you know, just to, for that one vacation. Um, but just shows you the extent of how crazy these trips were. You know what I mean? Um, it looks like he had things ranging from super yachts to uh, 
vacations in, I believe, like upstate New York on a, on a luxury property. Uh, flying on the jet is fly alone, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> he's able to go to his ranch, um, join him at a, at a retreat in California. Um, and like, yeah, like I said, each week, the Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas spends a week at Harlan Crow's private resort in the Adirondack Mountains. I'll be in upstate New York. Um, yeah, it's messy. <laughs> it's messy, you know what I'm saying? Especially when you got a, 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 a vocal Supreme Court judge, you know, especially when you got a Supreme Court judge doing things like taking away women's rights to choose. And uh, apparently has his eye on gay marriage and, and things like that. Um, yeah. Who's influencing your decisions? You know what I'm saying? Like, who's calling the shots here? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it's 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 kind of similar to the next story that we're about to talk about. But it's kind of similar to uh, guns in this country. Like, a lot of these people who aren't anti-gun law, you know what I'm saying? And, and are for very, like, lax gun legislation... They getting that money from these gun companies, and and the money decides, you know, which way it's, it's gonna move. You know, what I mean, you you whether you know it or not, are indebted to anybody giving you that guap. So, um, and 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 they don't want money back. <laughs> they want decisions back. They want their money to influence the way the decisions are going. Um, this next story I seen uh earlier this week. I was in the gym and I seen it while it was happening. Um, the House of Representatives in Tennessee. Uh, ousted uh, two uh, sorry Democrat lawmakers. Um, this headline says ousted Tennessee uh, State Representative Justin Jones calls expulsion unconstitutional. Um, he's the younger of the two black uh, lawmakers that were expelled uh, from the Republican-controlled House of Representatives in uh, Tennessee. Um, apparently, he took part in protesting, you know, gun legislation. Um, this is on the heels of what we saw in Nashville with the uh, mass shooting at the Ella, uh, uh, the, the Christian um, school where six people died, six children, uh, excuse me, three children, three adults, um, as well as the shooter. Um, it, so the call for gun legislation in this country is obviously uh, uh, at the front and center of all dis discussions, you know, especially on the Hill. Like, for that shooting to get that much attention, you know what I mean, that person had to do something really tragic, like an extreme, right? And even and we see it all the time. Once that extreme mass shooting happens, where it gets that media attention, then all the lawmakers we want to shout, we want to make noise, and um, they felt that they were at the right to protest during the house proceedings. You know what I mean? And they were just, you know you know yelling in protest. There were three of them: um, Justin Pearson. Uh, Justin Jones and Representative uh, Gloria Johnson um, decided they were going to, you know, join the masses of people in protest uh, to the House proceedings. And the House did not appreciate that. The House <laughs> said had votes to uh, expel three of them. Um, and Gloria Johnson was the only one who wasn't expelled. Um Full disclosure, Justin Pearson and Justin Jones are black and Gloria P Johnson is white, um, which makes it look like race might have had a little bit more of an issue to deal with this. Um, now, the pushback is that they didn't follow the rules, right? And that, uh, I'll read the quote here. Um, 
from House Speaker Cameron Sexton, um, who I guess was leading the House uh, at that point. He said that we have decorum. We have a process and procedure. Imagine if that happened on the congressional floor during the State of the Union address and people took over in front of him, pulled out a bullhorn and started leading the people in chants and protests against the congressional floor. Um, Sexton also denied that race was a factor. Um, he says, unfortunate, she's trying to cloak racism in this there was in, in there um when there was nothing on this uh they were all given due process you know and that 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 gets a little uh murky because of i guess how representative republicans are in that house and that the all these three individuals are democratic um i guess the bigger question that i got to get out of politics with is just like how are you not in favor of stricter gun laws when children are getting killed like that's like, I don't know. That's, I feel like, <laughs> I get it. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to lose freedoms. But it's like, obviously the system's broken when mentally ill people uh, just have access to weapons that can kill six people, you know what I mean, in 15 minutes. Like, I don't know what it's going to take, you know what I'm saying, for some of these people. And I guess when that goes back to the Clarence Thomas thing, when you're more beholden to the person that's making you rich and giving you gifts and, and helping you get votes than your better judgment. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? For lack of a better word for like, for really just where your mind should be at in terms of common sense. It's like, this could happen to you. You know what I mean? Like that same lax nature that you got on gun control can happen to you, you know what I'm saying? So extreme action has to be taken like uh, these three individuals in Tennessee did. They got to disrupt the house floor because you got to be extreme to get attention about how stupid this is, like that that you're still supporting something where that can kill kids, that can kill people in seconds, you know what I mean? Large groups of people, like that's... Who needs a gun like that? You're not hunting with that, you know what I mean? You can still defend your house without having a gun like that. Like So the fact that there's no shake there's no uh, uh break there's no chink in the armor in terms of how they feel about gun policies in this country just is mind baffling to me but yeah he, he who pays you know what i'm saying decides the ways hey i just made that up <laughs> um what's up man next story um central park five if you're not familiar when 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 the central park five happened this is new york city i'm from new i'm from brooklyn new york myself and i was super young when this happened but i remember it being a big deal um a young lady got raped in the park white lady um and they blamed five uh individuals uh african-american and, and hispanics uh, i believe um that had been in the park that day um and, and wrong place wrong time were actually falsely accused of, of this rape um now, why I'm bringing it up right now, because at the time, Donald Trump decided he wouldn't take out ads in many, you know, use his, his money and his, his power and his name, take out ads in newspapers, pushing for the death penalty of um, these individuals, well, just the death penalty in general, but at the time, using the crime that had gone down uh, with the young lady in the park um, as the backdrop of why the death penalty would be needed. Um, later found out, that uh, when these young men were exonerated many years later, you know what I'm saying, and um, compensated to 
I guess, you know, for lack of a better word, what they had going through, compensated for that. But uh, Donald Trump didn't apologize. And he was in power when they were exonerated and um, received their freedom um, and still didn't want to, like, you know, I mean, say anything in regards to that. Um, so now fast forward a few years, Donald Trump is indicted, right? And uh, one of the members of the Central Park Five, uh, or Exonerated Five, I believe is what they go by now, um, posted something, um, made his own ad um, in response to Donald Trump. It was it was titled, Bring Back Fa Justice and Fairness, Build a Brighter Future for Harlem. Um, let me see. Has a part in there, you know what I mean? Um, well, has a couple sections in here where he's getting that Donald Trump uh, refers to... Uh, you know, what happened 35 years ago, um, Donald saying that Donald Trump spent $85,000 to take out full page ads in the New York Times, New York Daily News, New York Post and Newsday, you know, those are the biggest newspapers in New York, uh, calling for the execution of the Central Park Five. Um, uh, a few weeks later, after taking out the ad, Trump went on CNN and stated, I hate these people and let's all hate these people because maybe hate is what we need if we're going to get something done. Um... Stated in this letter, even after the exoneration and acknowledgement by the government that we had been wrongfully convicted, Mr. Trump continued to incite animus against me and my peers and, uh, and our families. Um, in 2013, over a decade after exoneration, Trump called the Ken and Sarah Burns Central Park uh, documentary a one-sided piece of garbage. And when asked how he felt about uh, that, uh, we were shown to be innocent, responded, innocent of what? Um, in 2014, um, was Trump in power in 2014? Uh, yeah, I believe so. <laughs> um, I think that's when he won, right? Yeah. Uh, the city of New York finally reached a settlement with the members of the exonerated five, like I was referring to earlier, awarding them compensation to help us uh, rebuild our lives. So, uh, many years after they were taken from us, but even that acknowledgement from the city was enough for Trump to see five young black and Latino men as anything other than criminals saying settling does not mean innocence. They're basically being a dick about it. Um, and I'll fast forward a little bit. Yeah. They're saying that now, you know, the tables have turned on Trump and now he's in a situation where he's hoping to seek, uh, justice and fairness, but he was one, uh, who denied justice and fairness, uh, for others while only claiming innocence for himself. Um, here's my message to you, Mr. Trump, in response to the multiple federal and state criminal investigations you are facing. Uh, you responded by warning of potential death and destruction and by posting a paragraph, a photograph of yourself with a baseball bat next to a photo of Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg. These actions, just like your actions leading up to the January 6th, uh, insurrection at the U.S. Capitol are an attack on our safety. 35 years ago, your full-page ad stated in all caps, civil liberties end when an attack on our safety begins. You were wrong then and you were wrong now. The civil liberties of all Americans are grounded in the U.S. Constitution, and many of us fight every day to uphold these rights, even in the face of those who seek to obliterate you. Um... And then, uh, just saying that he hopes that justice is served, um... And if the charge are proven, you are found guilty. Hope that you endure whatever penalties are imposed with the same strength and dignity that the exonerated five show when we served our punishment for a crime we did not commit. Uh, signed, Youssef A. Salam. Um, I get that. You know what I mean? Tables have turned on Donald Trump. And uh, I guess these young men, you know, also, oh, they're not young men anymore, but these, these men have uh, 
a bone to pick, you know what I mean? And I, and I get that, you know what I'm saying? I don't even, sometimes I look at things when you're holding on to stuff for so many years as, as just like bad karma is bad energy to hold on to. But I get it in this situation. Like you spending hard-earned money, you going on CNN, calling for uh, execution, at least have that same energy when we get freed and you didn't. And now you're in a situation where, yeah, it's probably political uh, theater at play that Trump is, is dealing with the situation that he is. And you're hoping that someone will come to your aid, right? That this, the the public will be like, yo, this is an outrage. This is silly. All politicians are criminals. Why are y'all picking on Trump? And it's like, you might not get that energy because of that energy you put out back when, when, when you were shooting at these young young men at the time. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You know what I mean? We all get put in glass houses one day. So it's all about that energy that you put out in the world. And uh, Donald Trump is facing that right now. You know what I mean? At, at the most... He could do some time, and and at the minimum, it's a headache that he has to deal with on top of trying to run for uh, re-election. So, we'll see how that one plays out, but a shout-out to the Exonerated Five, you know what I mean, just for for letting their voices be heard. Like, sometimes you got to eat to somebody, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to go to Funkmaster Flex and drop one of them freestyles, you know what I'm saying, to let let the ops know I ain't with the shits. Speaking of Donald Trump, man... um, Shout out Stormy Daniels. Apparently her uh her porn number her porn hub numbers are up. They rising up, man. Um Stormy Daniels, as you know, is a big part of this case that Donald Trump is dealing with this indictment, I should say. And uh she's you know also been doing her rounds, you know what I'm saying? I think she's on like, you know, a strip club tour. She does whatever, you know, shows every once in a while, probably gets paid a heavy bag. Um I don't think Stormy Daniels has has made the shift over to OnlyFans because I think she's still making that that old, that old school Pornhub money and uh, her her searches were up uh, the same day of Trump's indictment uh, searches on Pornhub uh, for Stormy Daniels went past six hundred and fifty thousand on the Tuesday uh, when Trump turned himself in a massive jump compared to what the site usually sees. Um, Let's see. The Tuesday number represents more than a thirty-two thousand percent increase. <laughs> um, and let's see. It looks like you know what I mean. Like if you want to know what the hype's about, you want to know what is the level of cooch that is worth not only paying off. Uh, Mister Trump paid Stormy a hundred and thirty thousand dollars to be quiet about it, but now you sitting in court over it. I can let you know, ain't no cooch out there worth that. <laughs> I'll just, I'll let you know. I, and, and I'm sure Trump will let you know too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I ain't got it and I'll let you know. <laughs> it ain't worth it, man. That's nutty. Um, but shout out to Stormy. She's seeing numbers and I believe that she has paid subscribers on, uh, I believe, like I, I know. I, <laughs> I read some, a friend told me uh, she has paid subscribers on Pornhub and uh, she hosts a lot of official content. So meaning that when people stream Stormy Daniels, Stormy Daniels makes some type of money. I'm not really sure exactly how it works. Um, but you know, kind of the same way, like, you know, a song gets streamed, a Netflix movie gets paid, Stormy's seeing some sort of residuals, and you gotta figure what is it, thirty-two thousand percent increase? She's seeing a little, little bump. <laughs> She's doing Travis Scott numbers out here. You know what I mean? We gotta get to that a little bit later. Uh, but next up. A story came out that said uh, a service by the federal government called FedNow is trying to get rid of the new dollar. Um, it's 
excuse me, the the old dollar, the paper dollar. <laughs> Fed now is is eventually trying to make the conversion from paper money to digital currency, and uh, it turned out not to be true. Apparently, well, I'm not gonna say that, but it, there's been denial <laughs> that that's what's happening. Um, a video came out saying that. Uh, in less than 24 hours, U.S. dollar changes forever. It came up on YouTube. Um, it said something to the effect of tomorrow, the first week of April, the Federal Reserve begins to roll out of their new central bank digital U.S. dollar. Um, that's right. It's called the FedNow program and it's going to replace your paper currency. Not overnight, but it's moving in that direction. Um, the Federal Reserve uh, said that's false. Uh, FedNow is a payment infrastructure uh, created to enable instant payments. Um, they're not looking to get rid of the paper dollar. Um, this has nothing to do with that and look that way, basically. <laughs> um, do I believe them? Um, yeah. Well, to explain a little bit more, Fed now is it's kind of similar to your cash app. You know what I mean? It's basically, you got to send money. If I understand it correctly, don't, don't quote me on this, but from my level of research, it's like, you can send money to someone. Uh, if you got to pay for a service, you got to do something. It allows you to do that the same way you'd sign up for cash app, the same way you add Zelle, I believe, or, uh, just, uh, Venmo, you know what I mean? It, it's, it's the federal reserve version of that. Um, but do I think that we're not heading towards that place where we're trying to get rid of the paper down? Like I'm at the point now when somebody pays me in cash, it, it's kind of a burden. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you can't tell me that we're not heading that direction. Um, do I believe that this Fed now is the step in that direction? I mean, that remains to be seen. I'm not going to uh, even speculate on that. Um, yeah, but it, but I've I, I seen that just the way everybody moves now. You know what I mean? Um, shout out to, to the homie that, that actually passed away that came up with, you know, Cash App. Um but when I just saw how Cash App worked and how simple it was, and I'm like, as long as you're not doing nothing illegal, because obviously everything on there is tracked. Um, we've seen that with the PPP scams. <laughs> um, that's a great way to get paid for a service, get paid for what you do, to transfer money to a buddy, to pay for a, a meal that we split. You know what I'm saying? Anything you did. Like, so it, it, it was dope in the sense that, like, I seen that this is the future. This is the wave. This is the way to go. And, um, Obviously, the government seen that too. Um, and you see, and even even why cryptocurrency I think is not dead because it's just an easier way to pay somebody. You know what I'm saying? You do everything on your phone anyway. You do everything on your computer anyway. So it's just like, why not send somebody some Bitcoin or pay for something in in Ethereum or or, or whatever? like? It's not really different. You're just obviously everything's based off of the U.S. dollar, so you're just paying the U.S. dollar version of that currency. Uh, whatever that would be, you know what I mean, to convert that and, and, and use it. And I'm like, it just makes sense. Just the way that people transact with each other and, and do and do business with each other that, um, why wouldn't we be moving forward in that direction? Uh, another story that caught my eye that I had to talk on was, uh, the LA Metro system is using classical music and they're saying this for safety. <laughs> now, other people are saying, it's to like discriminate against homeless people <laughs> really and, and and i guess not discriminate but kind of deter them from coming down there um so basically what the los angeles metro uh is doing is playing classical music um in the stations um and and, and i heard the story and i'm like well how is classical i like i got to sleep to some classical music <laughs> you know what i'm saying so i'm like i don't understand how that's really deterring 
Um, but it, this has been proven before. It's been done at several 7-Elevens, I believe, in Texas and California. Um, and the Portland Transit System has done it as well. For some reason, playing classical music, I guess, deters people from uh, committing crimes. Um, apparently, early results showed that incidents of graffiti, vandalism, loitering, and trash cleanup incidents have decreased more than 50%. I mean, that's dope if, if just chill music just has people being chill. But here's the thing that I, when I seen the story, it was dumb loud. <laughs> I'm talking about they would like the people reporting that you could barely, they had to yell so you could hear them. That's because they're blaring classical music. And, you know, I mean, I guess that's to deter the dude that, that would just be sleeping on a bench or something like that. Um, I mean, I, I, on one hand, it's smart because I guess, you know, people don't really like to deal with homeless people, but it's like, when you take them out the subway system, you just put them back on the street. You know what I mean? Like it, you're moving them around, you're pushing them around like like there's pieces on a chessboard. Um, there were, like I said, other people that have mentioned uh, that the I guess there are lights that that flash as well too. Um, but they they were saying that the music is real loud. You know what I mean? Um, and there were complaints about that, but. I guess they lowered the station when when this particular uh, news publication went out there to check it out. Um, they said it was low; it was barely audible. So maybe they just new uh, media was coming out and they were like, "Yo, let's turn it down." But I, when I did see it, they were blaring like, like I'm I, I walk at Chipotle sometimes and I'm like, "How am I supposed to order my carne asada?" You know what I'm saying? When over this Taylor Swift song playing, blasting, but and I got DJ ears. You know what I'm saying? So. I know what loud music will sound like, and then you got the acoustics of it being in the subway. That is, it was it was booming, um, but I, I can't knock it. <laughs> I've taken subways in my life. I riding the subway is not a comfortable experience in general, and you, you want to eliminate the things that make it, you know, super uncomfortable. Rats, uh, some uh, panhandlers, I believe is the the term. Even sometimes people trying to sell you something, it's like yo, I ain't with it. And then on top of that, you got just normal subway violence that occurs because there's a bunch of people in a small space. So, um, but that I think as a sociologist and just you know, it, it's it's pretty dope that you could just play classical music and that could really change the way people behave in a certain environment. So, um, I guess we're gonna see how it works and see you know what kind of pushback they get from it. But um, don't be surprised if you see the spreading because uh, homeless people are an issue everywhere that it looks like no one wants to find a solution for. <laughs> um next up is my favorite segment y'all have you heard i hear headlines in the news and i bring them to y'all man this this one's kind of a hip-hop edition have you heard hip-hop edition um got a couple of headlines from the hip-hop community number one uh this happened uh like about a week or two ago uh dj academics came out saying that uh calling out i should say drake kendrick lamar and j cole and saying that they are avoiding hip-hop outlets um it looks like it came on the heels of j cole doing uh espn if i'm not mistaken interview with bob myers um double check that um yeah, oh wait, with yeah, he did an interview with the uh, Warriors GM, uh Bob Myers. And uh, you know, and people say that that's not uh typical of J. Cole. He doesn't really do much media in general, but he did join uh, Myers on the Led by Example podcast and just talked about, you know, what what do you want to talk about? Now, 
J. Cole can sit down with whoever he wants to talk to, but I guess that rubbed um, DJ Academics the wrong way because he's like Cole, Kendrick, uh, K-Dot. You know what I mean? Y'all don't really come around to the hip-hop outlets anymore. You know what I mean? J. Cole, and the, I'll say the quote, J. Cole and the rest of y'all big rappers, no wonder y'all get shitted on by hip-hop outlets. Y'all get so big in the game, they use the culture, they use all these blogs... Not saying uh, that you need to. I don't care if you do an interview with me, but I know a lot of journalists in the game, and they won't speak up. And a lot of them really hope to get an interview. I say F all these N-words. I look at N-words like J. Cole. When you're doing some shit on ESPN, but you won't do an interview with a, a, a nigga in the culture, you won't hop on Million Dollars Worth of Game, you won't hop on motherfucking Drink Champs, uh, you won't be with Joe Button or something like that. I look at it as some weird shit. Academics uh, goes on to say, speaking for the little journalists in the game, um, you know, saying that he doesn't really need it, you know, because he's in a big place, but there are some smaller journalists in the game that could use that. Um, I don't really know if I disagree, but I guess I'm on the side of it where I'm like, I get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's a negativity that exists sometimes in hip-hop, and... Going to these all outlets, I guess maybe it perpetuates some of that negativity. The, these artists may feel like, and they're like, I can still get my message out. I can still be the change I want to be in hip hop without having to go to the Breakfast Club, you know what I mean, traditional radio. Also, that seems kind of super old school to have to go on that little press tour or, you know what I'm saying, a bunch of different radio stations. If you're big enough, you can just drop something. You can control your own media um, in a sense where... You can go live. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you can make your own vlogs, you know what I mean? And just put them out on YouTube. So you have that way of talking to people where you kind of back in the day uh, needed them. And I guess it's also it's like, I know if I go sit down with the GM of the uh, of the Warriors, he ain't going to try to hit you with a gotcha type of question. He ain't trying to, like, pull up something from your past that you make you, you know what I mean? And And whether that's pussy for them to try to avoid that, it's like... I don't need to go through it. You know what I mean? And and that's something I guess maybe hip hop's gonna have to like check themselves for and, and look at the mirror and be like, well, why don't people wanna hear how to our publications? What is it that we're doing to the top names in the game, you know what I'm saying, the future goats that is making them wanna avoid what we're doing. You know what I mean? And how can we change up the type of media we're putting out to make it more friendly for these artists to let them know that this is a safe place for you to come and say what you gotta say and express what you wanna say and push your projects without feeling like we're going to pull up the, oh, wait, hold up, in 1999, did you have a girlfriend in junior high school? You know what I mean? Like, and <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yo, do you have a kid somewhere that we don't know about? It's like, I ain't coming in for that. I'm, this is my business. I'm coming here to push my business. I'm coming here to do it and approach me with that same um, professionalism. Um, now, these artists haven't come out and responded, which, you know, I don't think they would have. Um, but I'm gonna say, if I was them, I guess that's that's where my mind state would be with it. Um I just think you don't have to. Uh, you going? Keith said this on on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. J Cole showing up to the, the hood, <laughs> listening to people freestyle. Like, you think people care if he don't go to a local radio station? Like, you think you don't care if he's on uh, a million dollars worth of game or Joe Bun's podcast? I think it'd be dope if they did it. You know, I think it'd be great for the culture. But I think it's you showing up in public speaks more volumes than popping up on any popular podcast because it also seems like that's beneficial. For, for both parties whereas him you going out your way to really be with the culture like that's realer to me i'll give that a little bit more respect um 
Have you heard? They came out with the uh, came out like a, like a like it's a record release. Now they released the uh, coroner's report on Coolio's uh, cause of death. Uh, seems like Coolio died of an accidental fentanyl overdose. Uh, I'm reading this off of NPR. Um, the rapper Coolio died of accidental fentanyl overdose. Documents from the Los Angeles County Coroner's Office show. Uh, Coolio, as you guys know, died on September 28th of 2022. He was at a friend's home. Um, and the coroner's report listed the primary cause of the 59-year-old's death as the effects of fentanyl, heroin, and methamphetamine and ruled his death as accidental. Uh, it's sad. You know what I mean? A lot of, uh, I'm not going to say like Coolio's like a, <laughs> a black hero in the, in, in the world, but he was popular. You know what I mean? People knew him. He's a celebrity of sorts. You know, he did music, reality shows, all that. Um, it, it hurts to see another one go down to drugs. It hurts to see another one go down to fentanyl, um, which is taking people out left and right. Um... Test your drugs, y'all. Test your drugs. Like, I mean, ain't nobody stop y'all from partying, but from what I understand, there's ways to test it. There's things to look out for. Um, can't just trust anything and put it in your body. Um, and really evaluate what you're putting in your body. You know what I mean? Like, the world, I, I can't, you know what I mean? I, Coolio probably had more to give to the world, you know what I'm saying? Whether it was to the public or to his own family. Um, so for that to be the end of his legacy, you know what I'm saying? Like, I should be remembering you for Gangsta's Paradise, not a fentanyl overdose, you know what I mean? And um, not the first rapper, you know what I'm saying? Um, DMX, you know, who seems to have gone out from what we believe to be, a, a, according to Irv Gotti, I should say. Um, do uh, uh, Omar from The Wire, you know what I mean? I, I think they said that was an overdose as well. Um, speaking of, actually, uh, from The Wire, uh, the cause of death... For Lance Reddick came out this week, actually. Lance Reddick, if you don't know, was uh on The Wire, also plays in the John Wick movies. Many, many credits. Um, Lance Reddick, uh, according to Representative Mia Hansen, uh, died of natural causes at the age of 60. Um, his cause of death was, this is a death certificate obtained by TMZ. His cause of death was attributed to, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, but I'm going to say ischemic heart disease as well as atherosclerotic coronary artery disease um another thing that's sad to hear you know heart disease of all sorts which i from i wish keep was here to double check with him but I believe this is heart disease of sort of a sort um is a number one killer of black men and people uh you know what i mean that that i don't think gets enough attention doesn't get spoken about enough but um it's taking us out you know what i mean and and Look, I, I ain't here to give y'all health advice. I'm probably the last person to give y'all health advice. But it's like, uh, be healthy with what you eat and be healthy with what you drink and be healthy with what you put in your body, um, from drugs to food to anything, because uh, your heart ain't nothing to play with. And you got one life to live. And um, as well as Coolio, I think Lance Reddick had more to give to the world. You know what I mean? Um, I, I commend both those brothers for what they did, but I don't think their work was done. And, uh, I, I, uh, wish that we could get more from both of them. Um, but yeah, just, you want to live the healthiest life you can live because you want to be around for your loved ones and just the people who you don't even know love you, you know what I mean? Might be getting something from you and need, need, need you to be here. Have you heard NLE Chopper dropped a, uh, controversial video this week called Slut Me Out. 
Um, and it looks like there was a part in the video, uh, at least from a preview picture that NLE released, where NLE Chopper is walking uh, two young ladies, um, like dogs, so to speak. He's holding on to their hair while they're down on all fours. And uh, the young ladies' names are, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, but uh, Sukihana and Sexy Red. Um, and you know, people had, uh, they, they called it the degrading, uh, people were like, this is sad. People have stuff to say. Um, little mama came out speaking on it and, and, you know, shared her thoughts, um, <laughs> said that, uh, it just said that she didn't like the way it looked. It wasn't a great look. Um, she wasn't feeling it. This isn't what young ladies should have to do to, you know, be in music videos. Uh, apparently, Sukiyani uh, response to the girl, little mama that sang the lip gloss song was in the comments speaking about y'all. If I was y'all, I would totally leave me the fuck alone. Um, so I guess Sukiyana is a rapper, and uh, she recently went viral for, for performing topless at a show. Um, and then little mama responded uh, to that. Uh, post saying, what's up, sis? I know we don't know each other. I'm seeing you wrote a post addressing me, and I never addressed you perfectly. Um, basically saying the way that I feel still stands. Um, just to, you know, like, uh, wrap it up. It's basically saying, like, this isn't how women should have to get money. This isn't how women should have to be represented. Um, let me pull up this whole thing. Hold up. Um, this wasn't what, what, well, this doesn't get, get into the bag, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, hold on. Let me see what I said here. Um, the only reason I deleted my comment was because I didn't want to offend you or anyone else partaking in that disturbing clip. I don't know about you, but I don't want our daughters to remember us like this or feel like, or feel this is what they need to do to survive. She says in quotations. And if that's the excuse anybody comes up with in 2023, that's cat. Um, so I'm kind of on both sides of this. You know what I mean? I can see both sides. Um, it was a rap video. It was, it was rap videos historically very misogynistic. Um, you're not going to find anything. I don't say anything. You're not going to, you're not going to find the, you're going to find the worst of cultures in, in this because it's, it's a five minute, three minute clip where they're trying to look the coolest they could look, the, the, the sexiest they could look, the, the, the most desirable, you know what I mean? To both genders you know what i mean like guys gonna want to be you and girls supposed to want to fuck you so it's 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 really uh, just this imaginary world where you see silly things like i look at this picture with nle chopper and, and the two young ladies on it, it, for some reason it reminds me of tip drill <laughs> you know what i mean back in the day when nelly had gotten in trouble because he swiped uh, the credit card through the young lady uh that was twerking um between the cheeks and it, it, it brings that back you know what i mean and and I guess on one hand, I can see why hip hop culture is like, this is what we do. Um, and why these young ladies don't necessarily feel like this is out of the norm from what's done. Now, I also agree with little mama. Um, I got a daughter. I wouldn't want my daughter being in no music video to begin with, <laughs> unless she's the artist. And even then I got my doubts. Um, but not in this, in this way. I don't, and you know what I mean? I don't think their parents want to see them like that. Um, I don't think anybody that really respects them uh, want to see them like that. Um, but <laughs> these are what these young ladies chose to do. You're not going to turn the world around 
and tell women how they are supposed to behave. You know what I mean? Because they're going to want to do what they want to do. And there's going to be classy women. There's going to be some women that feel like this is normal. This is cool for me to, to rock like this. Um, I don't know if one's right or one's wrong. I just know what I don't want. You know what I'm saying? For the women that I'm cool with and close to. Um, I wouldn't want them to be on all fours with some dude holding their hair like it's a dog leash. I don't think there's anything cool about that. Um, but also know that there's a market for people that want to see shit like that. Um, so yeah, my inner capitalist, I guess got to take the L on this because there's so many other ways to get money nowadays. You know what I mean? Like you ain't getting no Stormy Daniel bags off of being walking like a dog in an NLE chopper video. So, I mean, either go full body with it and, and, and get all the money with it or don't even put yourself in this position because it's just like, it just leads yourself to a place where you're going to get critiqued. But I say that to say everybody's allowed to do what they want the same way I, I, I'm pro-choice when it comes to a woman's decision to do what she wants with her body. And uh, in terms of an abortion, I'm also pro-choice of what you want to do with your image and your life. If that's how you want to put yourself out there, just, you know what I mean? Don't, don't cry wolf or no, no, not cry wolf, but don't, don't sit there and try to play the victim when someone tries to, you know, use this image against you or use, you know what I mean? So a decision you made against you to make you look a certain type of way. You know what I mean? That's the only way I, I really could, you're allowed to make your decisions, but you make that bed laying it, you know what I mean? And, and understand that what comes with it. Uh, cause it's not always good. Um, have you heard, I'm gonna end on a positive note, man. Have you heard Travis Scott made history? Only rapper, only rapper ever in the world. To hit 2 billion streams on all his albums. He got three albums. All hit 2 billion streams. I think that's big. You know what I mean? You, you gotta figure. Like, I mentioned some heavyweights in the last segment. Um, J. Cole. Kendrick Lamar. Drake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they haven't done this stat. You know what I mean? 2 billion on all his albums. Uh, Rodeo. Birds in the Trap. Sing McKnight. Which is one of the craziest album titles ever. And 2018's Astroworld. Um, this news coming out. Uh, on the heels of finding out that we getting a new uh, Travis Scott album real soon. Um, I like Travis Scott, man. Like things went left, obviously with the 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 the, the Astro World situation. Um, and I think you know it, it forced him to really look at his life and be like, "Am I moving the right way?" You know, what I mean, I, I know I'm causing these viral moments and these things, but you know, I'm, people are now getting hurt, and I, and I think there's some there was some soul searching there. That's also really what is the image you're putting out? What are these these the imagery you're putting out, you know what I mean? Are you, what are, what are you putting your, 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 your morals and your, your values in? And, um, I think beyond all that, the image that we see and what he is trying to put out there, there's, there's, there's a talented musician underneath there. And, uh, I hope he continues to do what he wants to do. And I'm glad that, you know, good news is coming out. You know what I mean? Um, new album is going to be called Utopia. Kevin Durant, I guess man might have got a preview of it, said it was insane. Alchemist says he got a beat on there. You know, shout out to Alchemist. Love everything he does. So, um, Sylvia Roan said it might come out in June. Um, I'm looking forward to that. But I got to salute the, the the young king, uh, Travis Scott. Uh, Spotify uh, streams, $2 billion on all his albums. I can't knock that. I love that. Shout out to hip hop. Shout out to rap music. Let's uh let's keep it positive, y'all too. Let's let's keep more positive stories coming out. Let's keep running the numbers up. Let's make some more rap billionaires. You know what I mean? We lost Kanye. <laughs> we gotta get some more somebody else up there. You know what I'm saying? 
Um, but yo, that's another episode in the books, y'all. I appreciate y'all rocking out with your boy DJ Playboy. I love doing the damn thing for y'all. You know you can check me out on Twitter at DJ Playboy. You can check me on Instagram and TikTok. Help me run them TikTok numbers up, man. My numbers is <laughs> you know what I mean? Get, help me get them numbers up, y'all. Um, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Plickapeezy, P-L-I-C-C-A-P-E-E-Z-Y. Also, follow me, um, oh, Perfect Talk, excuse me, follow Perfect Talk Podcast on Instagram at Perfect Talk Radio and on Twitter at Perfect Talkers. Um, yeah, man, we staying busy, man. Check us out on the website too, www.perfecttalkpodcast.com. Uh, got a new look on there, you know what I mean? So go check that out. And then, uh, my radio show's on there, too, if you want to check that out. Money Talks Radio. Uh, shout out to my guy, DJ Show. Other radio show. I've been teasing it for a while, but we coming back to share for real, for real. Uh, the Night Shift is on there as well, so check that out. Um, and every episode of Perfect Talk Podcast is not only on the website, www.perfecttalkpodcast.com, but it's also available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, uh, wherever you, your podcasts are found. Um, and if it's not on there right now, we're going to get it on real soon. We know me, we expand and we're doing big things out here. Also, check us out on YouTube. Shout out to everybody watching on the YouTube. Make sure you hit that like button, subscribe, uh, hit the notifications so you know every time we drop, you know what I mean? And we rocking out for y'all. I love everything we're doing up here, man. Uh, we staying real busy in 2023. We got a lot of big things going on. Shout out to uh, Ayo Niche. I do a podcast with her. It's a live podcast every Wednesday. Uh, you can check us out on Instagram at Ayo Niche. Just follow her. She goes live every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Uh, go check out her YouTube, youtube.com slash pal. No, yeah, pal, Ayo Niche, <laughs> P-O-W-A-Y-O-N-I-S-H, youtube.com slash pal ao niche every wednesday 8 p.m it's called ao niche and friends featuring dj playboy and uh we just chop it up you know we rock out with the people rocking in the live with us and we just talking about everything everything we trying to help you build your life up you know what i mean so you know your boy dj playboy staying busy you know i'm grinding hustling working for y'all shout out spec uh get well soon he just beat the covid y'all shout out spec you know thoughts and prayers is with him um <laughs> he beat it y'all um and then shout out keith you know he recently just had his second child so you know what i mean we representing for him and uh just shout out, shout out ambro go check out uh music from my guy ambro he was on the hill in the last episode um just rocking that's my guy right there you know he's always putting out dope stuff and i i go back and i listen to some of his old music and i'm like yo it's, you can you can re-release some of this stuff you know what i'm saying because it's still knocking so uh shout out everybody out there man i'm just spreading peace love and everything um what am i watching that's new um Oh, you know what I did watch last night? I uh the the UFC. So shout out my guy Israel Adesanya. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know him, him and Adam Alex Perea, they they have had beef since the kickboxing days, and Alex Perea just seemed to have had his number. You know what I'm saying? Just to, gave Izzy about I think like three L's. You know what I'm saying? And Izzy's like, nah, I'm gonna defeat the dragon. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna get it up. And last night, um UFC 287, if I'm not mistaken, he uh he he slayed the dragon. He knocked Pereira out. It was a beautiful thing to see. Shout out my guy Izzy. I'm sure he'll be doing a lot of press soon. So look out for interviews from Israel Adesanya. Got his UFC championship back. It was dope to watch. Donald Trump was in the crowd, rocking out with Kid Rock and Mike Tyson. It was it was interesting to see him there. Um with those two also <laughs> i mean kid rock is his guy but yeah i didn't i didn't know i forgot mike mike and trump he was cool since back in the day um yeah so yeah that was, that was a beautiful thing that was my weekend right there <laughs> you know what i mean that was dope to see so um that's what i'm watching and um oh yeah i'm gonna just keep bringing these episodes out for y'all keep rocking with y'all check me out check out what we doing follow the movement and uh
say hello to your people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Go give somebody a hug. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Go call your call your peoples you ain't saying in a while. Usually I tell Keith, say goodbye to the people. I'm telling y'all, go say hello to some of your people. Check up on your your, your, your strong friends because even they could use a checkup too. And now, uh, spread love. It's the Brooklyn way, y'all. We up out of here. Peace.